0: welcome back people it's episode 30 of the taxi squad podcast Vince we are back how you doing
1: I'm doing good man it's happy days it's happy, happy days. days yeah got to uh got to see the family this weekend um played a lot of golf like I said and we're gonna talk about that in a moment but uh it was it was a great weekend it's a great week now um yeah how are you dude
0: oh you know, back in full effect as always. Life is okay. good. You know, got a wedding venue to finally iron down. It's all set in My stone. Man. You know, very down payments very... and everything? Uh ah, ah, exciting times. Wow. Exciting times. Exciting times. Your... Wallet's well, screaming. <laughs> you know, I'm blessed to say that uh, the the 2B fam is uh, covering the majority of this one, so I am wow. blessed. I'm a blessed boy. That's wonderful. Yeah, yes. no, not many people can say that, so I understand how blessed I am and, and, and marrying into quite the family, so um, very excited for everything. So life is good. Had a good weekend. You know, got a chance to uh, go in full effect for the Taxi Squad boys to Guaranteed ratefield a.k.a. Canisky Park. <laughs> Um and, you know, see my White Sox just get absolutely destroyed, and Lucas Giolito looks an idiot. But it's a whole other story for a whole other day, Vince. But, uh, you or a know, little
1: bit later today. Who knows?
0: Or a little bit later today is right. No. You know, got a little wine tasting in, Got a little vino action on Saturday. You were sorely missed. I know you were out doing Vince mm-hmm. golfing things. And then, uh, you know, Sunday was just a lot of recovery. Saw the Elvis movie. I don't know if anybody's got a chance to see that How but... was that, dude? Oh, well, you know, dude, honestly, it was fantastic. By the time Austin you were... Butler did it? Oh, dude, he did it. By the time you were done with that movie, you thought he was Elvis. Like he crushed it. Nice. So he did a great job. So great film, highly recommended. Uh doesn't feel as long as it is, which is always a sign of a great film. So What is it?
1: Like two and a half?
0: Yeah, two ish. Two-ish, you know, two-ish, but this isn't a film. I
1: like film. a good long movie. You sit down, you invest, and you just watch the whole thing. Like, Interstellar is my favorite movie, and that shit's long.
0: Interstellar's a great film. I'd say modern day, probably not my favorite film. But if we're going to say long films, what my probably favorite long film is of all time is Casino. Because that movie's like yeah, I get that four hours long, but whenever it's on, it's
1: like it's on. So, I feel like you can fucking identify with the guys in that goddamn. You program.
0: know, RIP to fucking Paul Cerevino. You know, yes. he just passed. The guy who played Paulie Walnuts just passed.
1: The rest of Beast, Paulie.
0: Ray Liotta just passed. James Han just Italian passed. Italian. For the Italian yeah. community, this past month has just been a fucking nightmare. You know? Hearts are breaking. For the Italian American community, hearts have been broken. But you know what I will say, Vince? They're yeah. having a big pasta party up there, you know. Hey, That's I'll, all I'll you say. That. They're having a big pasta Everybody's party. Everybody's there. Ew, how you doing? How you hey, doing?
1: yo.
0: Oh! Speaking of which. Um, yes. So, Vince, last week we touched on the fact that you are, in fact, a golf guy now.
1: Confirmed, certified. Yes.
0: Confirmed and certified. Oh, so, my question for you is: is, are you still a golf guy?
1: Okay, so I know I said I was gonna go once, I ended up going twice. Oh this wow!
0: So, so you doubled down, doubled down.
1: Yeah. So let me break it down for you. I played in a scramble.
0: Oh, so you played like uh, best Saturday. ball, like like best ball.
1: Yeah, two man scramble, three teams. Whoever won had to go and uh, had to go and buy drinks. I ended up having to leave early, which is sad. But um, after the round, but before the drinks, but we won by a considerable margin. We actually shot a seventy-seven as a duo. Wow, all legitimate. it was great we had th- we had two mulligans, and then if you chugged a a beer or a seltzer then you can you can get another mulligan, so I ended up taking three and I chugged one because the last one I needed to um yeah, so we shot really fucking well it was par seventy two so we were only five over um and then I went on Sunday and I probably played the worst round I played in years so that's so cool. <laughs> it was really so, bad,
0: so let's go back to Saturday exactly, so sure. explain this whole round thing you play so like who so how many teams are there? there's three teams
1: all right three teams two guys per team right mm-hmm. everybody tees off you take the best ball from the guy on your team you go up there you hit it the same whoever's the best ball you take that and then your score um is going to be how many strokes you took so yeah. i hit a driver we take mine my buddy pat hits a dri- or hits a hits an iron we take his yeah, yada, yada, oh, okay. Yada. So it's basically, so you get two out. shots per. He was an absolute lethal weapon with the irons this weekend. And I was just smacking drives all over the place. It was, it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. At one point, our friend Rob was just like, Is this the best you've ever played? And I was like, psh, psh,
0: No. I mean, you were like,
1: No. He's <laughs> like, You should have seen me last week. And then I went, Yeah, I went on Sunday and it, it brought all my confidence down. <laughs> See, this game, I tell you, it'll do it to
0: you. But I do like the idea of the mulligans and then not only that, but the uh, the chugging of a beer uh, to yeah, get it's an Yeah, like you have to
1: hurt a little bit to get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's like, here, you're going to get a little fucked up because of it, but you get it,
1: so. That's kind of the ebbs and flows, though, you know, because, like, yeah, you chug and then you're like, shit, I'm a little drunk. I'm going to actually play worse now. So, like, you have to kind of... Uh, uh, dampen your expectations, I suppose, when you're doing that. Make sure you're doing it correctly. You're not drinking too much. You're not taking too many mulligans so you don't fuck it up. But the, we played consistent the whole time, and it was awesome. And, yeah, I, dude, I love golf. I'm, I just, It is what it is now. Vince is still,
0: in fact, a golf guy, even the poor yes. performance on Sunday. So why don't you go into a little bit more of what happened on Sunday? for Our yes. new favorite segment is Vince still a golf guy
1: so Sunday was the first time that creeping thought that maybe I'm not a golf guy anymore. I, uh, I went to a country club near my brother's house. Um, it's a public course still though. So you can like get tee times. Um, and I was really confident, but I was sore, which was weird. And I'm like, how the fuck am I sore from golf? And I, you know, I played 18 holes. I was sweating a lot, all that shit the day before. Didn't water up, didn't stretch the way I should. So, you know, we, we go and we're taking swings every hit. So I'm talking 77 strokes at the least that I took on, on Saturday. I go in Sunday, I start hitting drives and I'm like, damn, kind of tight. (laughs) We just keep going. I'm like, I'll loosen up. I'll be good. Uh, I'm sweating a little bit. And every time I hit the ball, just junk, junk, everything was short. I couldn't make a putt. I three putted every hole. Basically. I didn't get one par all day. It was a damn shame, um, and then we ended up. I ended up going to my brother's uh, wedding shower after that, so I got to forget about it pretty quickly. But there was a time around the 11th, 12th hole where I was like, maybe I'm not cut out for this.
0: You know what's great to me is that you attribute this to being stiff at the ripe age of 26. Well, it's not my sweet. My bad. My bad. <laughs> my bad. 27 so you know it's like <laughs> i'm thing, i'm over I'm here a
1: fucking pro athlete
0: listen the only time i really only started to feel like oh fuck i'm sore from golf which is a by the way an older gentleman's sport is when i did get to be in my like like late 20s so you're starting yeah, to there get there you're starting to get there
1: welcome 27s late 20s
0: welcome <laughs> welcome you your 30 and then you're like god did i sleep wrong why does my hip hurt like
1: well i've never (laughs) no
0: for real this is real talk like this i've never lately. played two days
1: in a row which was the which was uh, another like, piece of the, okay. of the puzzle so okay. i was like oh i'm not used to being sore at all and just having like yeah by the end of it my body was like stop doing this stupid rotation over and over and over and over again that was definitely a thing
0: i think you know just next time we gotta incorporate some hip stretches and you know yeah. just get those shoulders loose and get the back loose and well, know. I, hit,
1: I hit dingers. That's the thing. I'm swinging hard, baby. Well, I so know, hard. I know,
0: I know. You're 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 swinging for the fences. Yeah. No, Vince. Here's the and thing. I hard. I don't drive very well, but your boy can 100% kill the iron game. Like I no I kidding. crush with pitch wedges and sand wedges and eights and sevens. Like all day long, I'm there. So.
1: I have you pegged as like a walk up and hit it 300 easy. <laughs>
0: no, you see the problem is, I don't know if I got the yips nice. with the driver or something, but like hey, I, man. if I made good contact with a driver, Oh, best believe it's going somewhere. But, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you nowhere know, good. nowhere that I want <laughs> it to go. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That's uh that's this guy a hundred percent of the way. So no, can, can, can use the iron game to my best ability. Now, what I will say for an eight, i can hit the ball 200 yards you know that's what's great an eight iron i can hit the ball 200 yards pretty routine so we're gonna on this
1: thing where i get under the ball a lot so all my irons are are hitting short so i'm i'm hitting like i'm looking at 150 and i'm like maybe i should take out like a four (laughs) Well here's with irons
0: it's so either like hit or miss, no pun intended, but like if you make good contact with irons, like it feels like nothing and it's great and the ball just do. Yeah. If you do
1: it right, it's just a lot of doing it wrong is what I was doing on Sunday and a lot of doing it right on Saturday. And listen, I'll be back out on Monday for a workouting. So we're gonna have another one of these after where we can talk about how
0: bad I am. Look at this guy. Next week we're gonna talk about it again. Mike's gonna be on the road next week once again. Get ready, people. Gonna be back from another hotel room.
1: We like Mikey on the road. It's kind of fun.
0: Mike Mike on the road is like what you should just get used to because it feels like half my life is spent
1: inside of hotel rooms. So where's yeah. Mike gonna be next week?
0: Mike, the travels of Mike. Ooh, that might be a new segment also. Where is Mike like in, the world? <laughs> where so, in the world? So Mike. <laughs> where in the world is Mike? Mike is going to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And mm. he is going to stay of all places, Vince, to stay on topic. The PGA Resort. Now I'm not going to be getting any golfing because I'm not that good at it. But what I will say is that you know I'm going to spectate. I'm going to spectate. You know that's that's all I'm going to do. I might I might take a celeb shot here or there, but that's about it. Yeah.
1: Do you want to hear some more golf guy shit?
0: Oh, of course. What kind? What type of goofy pants did you wear?
1: So, friend of the pod, a man that we've mentioned many times. His name is Richard. 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 Hello, Richard. He put his name in for the Masters lottery. Which, for people that don't know, when you want to go to the Masters, you can't just buy a ticket. You have to put your name in the lottery, and they have to choose you. And if you get chosen, you can actually go and buy a ticket at ticket price. People will resell it, and it'll be super expensive. But the majority of it, you're going to get the go through the lottery, get the ticket, all that jazz. Richard ended up winning. So I'm going to the Masters in April. You're going? Yeah, with my friend Richard. Okay, it's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna see golf. It's gonna be beautiful. This is a total
0: squirrel moment, and I'm really excited for you going to the Masters. How I, hope dare you. Get, I
1: was like, "Why are you laughing at me? This is cool." <laughs>
0: I, no, it's so cool. It's so cool. But as we're recording, Uh-oh. as we're recording, um, Apple notifies me, oh, about former co-host and his inability of some sort of provisional tax wages from Apple's uh British Columbia store. So clearly this guy's somewhere in British Columbia. a
1: Notified you? Why?
0: I don't know. I don't I don't know. I just got the email though and shit's crazy right now. And I'm not gonna respond to shit. Uh -uh. So good luck my guy. If
1: this if this podcast gets taken off of Apple Podcasts, I'm sorry people.
0: No, it's not gonna get taken (laughs) off of Apple Podcasts. It's just it's no, it's just like that's on him. You know, this thing, I mean, nothing, none of it has anything to do with it. As far as RSS feed and everything else goes as to how we post yeah. and play, it's all us. But that's just so funny to me that we're ha- just starting a pod. And then it's just like this guy's uh former, former, uh, friend of the show comes up as we're talking about a friend of the show
1: rest in peace to that guy r.i.p to that guy now not dead but
0: dead to us richie absolutely having a horseshoe in his ass to go to the masters i mean how lucky is this guy
1: it's crazy so we're actually going on a practice so we're not going for the actual like day of the event which i kind of prefer i'd rather go see guys like loose just kind of hitting or watching it and walking around um but yeah, no, I I mean, I've been putting my name in for years, just like on a wish and a prayer. I'm like, it'd be really cool to go down to Augusta and, and do all that oh, stuff. Um, but yeah, no, he called me immediately and he's like, let's go. So, Richard, I know you're listening to this. Thank you. I love you. Mm-hmm. Kisses.
0: Richard, you call me Packer Mike one more fucking time, I swear.
1: <laughs> it's, pack, right. it's Packers, Mike. Get it Whatever. So good. Right. One more time one more fucking time we're having a problem today hey man i think it's great you boys are
0: going to augusta if you get me a hat i'm not going to be upset and maybe i'll be forgiven stevens gets it but you know what you got to do you got to be sure to get the menu right take a menu i'm getting
1: the pimento cheese and i'm grabbing a menu and taking it with me
0: right so and, and then some guys every year the guy who won gets to pick the menu you know that right that's like a thing
1: well yeah that's for like the actual players dinner though not for the
0: no, 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 no. There are certain oh, dishes yeah. that are kept through that's, like, a thing. Like, for example, the egg salad sandwich there is supposed to be, like, a thing. And I guess they yeah. kept it. I guess the egg salad sandwich, if you're an egg salad Sammy guy, which I don't know if you are, but if you are.
1: I like a I like a good one. I don't like a bad
0: one. Well, yeah, right, because sometimes it can be a little chalky and weird. And it
1: can be bad.
0: But, yeah. like, a good egg salad sandwich, I mean, where are you going? Whoever decided to take eggs and say, you know what? I'm going to do what you did with tuna salad to this thing. I mean, genius.
1: Whoever decided to call it salad is actually a saint. What are you (laughs) doing eating a salad? It's just eggs and mayo. Fuck yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Eggs, mayo, relish, maybe some onion and celery if you want to get crazy. Sounds healthy. It's not healthy at all. I mean, You throw some
1: vitamin C in there to get a citrus blast? Yeah.
0: Eggs are delicious. But listen, uh, listen, Linda. It's not always what you think it is. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think that's fantastic. No, that we'll be going live from there then. I mean, that's huge.
1: For sure. Like,
0: huge news for the pod. Vince is going to Augusta in April of 2020. The only,
1: the only you know shame about. of the whole thing is it's like nine months away.
0: <laughs> oh, but I mean, still something big to look forward to. Am I right?
1: Totally. For like it'll, it'll be for the here. next like year I'm gonna be jacked. Yeah, dude, but it'll be here before you know it.
0: I mean I'm you know, your co host over here is getting married in October. You know, not this year, this but the next year. No, no, oh, oh, no, like, oh, oh oh, oh, oh no, 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 no. Trust me, it would never happen that soon. But in twenty twenty three, that's happening. So Hell yeah. you got your bottom dollar.
1: I'm just letting you know if I don't get invited, I'm quitting the pod.
0: <laughs> you know what's one thing I noticed? And, and it's funny, like, and, and I hope people who listen to this show will understand this, even whether you're married or engaged or to be engaged or not, or single, whatever the fuck you are. But when you go through this process of getting engaged, and then you are planning everything, how butthurt certain people get, it's impressive. Yeah. It's literally impressive. But Vince, I mean, of course, Wait, with, with all things y- being said, of course you're invited. Yeah, there, thank there's, you. No, I much appreciate it. There's no two ways about
1: it. It's weird. You have to like go back to old MySpace days and just rank your friends. Well, no,
0: and, then, and that's <laughs> the fuck-up part. It. And it's just you like, oh, well, it. you, you did didn't it. invite me to dinner, so now I'm not going to talk to you for two weeks. It's like, well, what the fuck? That's, okay. That's
1: wild. It's wild.
0: It's absolutely wild how grown-ass people get so butthurt about a day that's not even about them. It's pretty impressive.
1: Honestly. I'm never, ever, like, someone's out doing something. I'm like, there's probably a good reason why I wasn't there. That's usually how I think about it and I just move on with my life. I don't know. I never you think about shit like that. You move on
0: really with your know. life. You move on with your life and you have a good time. You know, I mean that's that's usually how it goes. But there you
1: and then if you usually act like that, you're not gonna get on anybody's bad side.
0: That's true, all that is. true. Hey, best bet, go with the flow. Have a good time. Some people And that was life advice
1: that. with Taxi Squad, baby.
0: Life advice with Taxi Squad. Don't take things too seriously, have a good time. Have a good time. Now Vince. Usually we would segue to some sort of strange and unusual, but yeah. um, I, don't, I don't. I don't think we have one at all this week. And usually we've been on adultery and like a bunch of sexual shit lately.
1: Yeah, it's been like a normal week, which is not chill for us over here at the taxi squad. Not Podcast. chill, bruh. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. If I'm being honest. Um but it's okay because we do not to bury the lead here but we do have an embrace debate later that'll be a little bit fun so we're going to put this on the back end so stick around and listen to that and let us just break down some spots for the people you know what I'm saying
0: Oh yeah no absolutely yeah no we we're, we're going to break something down later in regards to our favorite baseball teams and who we don't who we don't know but they are
1: not favorite baseball teams <laughs> yeah they're not so
0: favorite <laughs> baseball teams but to speak about our not so favorite people or baseball teams or in this case person um Vince, Ben Simmons is back in the news. And to just kind of verify.
1: Obviously, you would bring it up. Too. Oh, I'm bringing
0: this up. <laughs> I've never liked this person. And Vince, he's not that bad. No, no, no. He's
1: that no, bad. No, I never said that. Listen, I just said listen.
0: like. Listen, defended him, Vince. I'm not going into this. All right? If just I, go in. Just Vince do it. Just go. it. If I got to pull out Trump, <laughs> like how Vince pulled out Trump last week, it's going to be very bad. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. <laughs> We're going to talk about him now. He's a terrible person. He's a terrible person. So, listen. So, Ben Simmons, per Adrian Wojanowski, the Woj bomb himself, all right? What I will say is this. Ben Simmons, all right, is claiming that he's not in the right mental capacity to potentially make a return to play in 2022. So, does this just hit home on the fact that, that he's always been what he is. A giant floppy piece of shit.
1: <laughs> we should make t-shirts. <laughs> oh, just you. You. Uh, it's just Ben Simmons' face and it just says giant floppy piece of shit. <laughs>
0: because- no, because he is. He is the biggest floppy piece of shit that's existed in the NBA over the past decade. Like, I, I don't know a bigger, floppier piece of shit. Maybe Carlos Boozer. But, like... I can't believe what's coming out of his mouth. The man hasn't played in almost three years.
1: Yeah. It's a damn problem. Um, I would if I were a betting man, I'd say he's back at the beginning of the year just because Brooklyn's really gonna need him. And he's gotta come back and play at some point. But this if he really doesn't end up coming back because of mental health concerns again, like I am very much like considerate when it comes to mental health concerns for sure. But like this guy. Has been out of the NBA for a very long time with his injuries. Hey, my injury isn't coming back. And then right when you think, okay, there's no way in hell, you we thought he was coming back in the playoffs and he didn't come back in the playoffs. And you're thinking there's no way in hell he's not going to start the season next year. And if it's going to be in a situation like this, it's like, God, what a shitty trade to trade James Harden. Even for what it was, you might as well get something back that's actually worth something. Like if he sits out, does he does his like money defer to the next year? Because he doesn't like what happens there?
0: Um listen, he's on a five year hundred and seventy seven million dollar contract.
1: But is it five years still next year if he sits out or his average go every salary, get salary
0: is thirty-five million dollars. To yeah, do you got that wh- extension. <laughs> to do what? What does he do? I don't fucking know. Pay me he's a
1: good basketball player. Pay he me can't a court, shoot, but he's a good basketball player. That doesn't make you a good if basketball there no player. Basket, he- If there's no basket, he'd be, like, the best basketball player in the
0: NBA. That makes no fucking sense.
1: (laughs) They're literally
0: you. zero fucking sense. Like, make it make sense of why this person still deserves a job. Like, if this was me, I'd I'd be like, you know, I'm just not in the mental state to talk about fire alarm systems. They'd be like, "Uh, (laughs) well, there's the door. And have a good day.
1: And when there's fire, it goes off.
0: <laughs> when a fire starts to burn, right? Um, which this guy doesn't, I don't, I, I, once again, I don't, I don't think he'll ever be anything that he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be something special because he was a lottery
1: pick. And he was showing himself to be that for a bit there. Not really. I think that was the biggest thing. It was just like, he kind of vanished and then the whole Philly thing happened And it was kind of weird, and then it was a mental health thing, and you're like, okay, like I can relatively respect that. like Not the way I would have went about it, but take care of your shit. Then he got injured, and it's like, all right, take care of the injury. Then he gets traded because he wants to get traded. For James Harden, who's a good player, who ended up taking deferred money and then moving it and being like, okay, let's get a new contract going so his team can get more people on it. It's just like, how much is this going to affect him actually playing in the NBA at all? Like, if he can't play in the NBA at all, he might just be broken.
0: No, he's done. He's 100% done.
1: No way
0: he's coming back. Like,
1: anymore. what is he going to do when he comes back eventually at some point?
0: Oh, no. It's stupid. It's stupid. At the end of the day, I, I don't know what value he brings to this team. And now that KD's ultimately probably going to be shipped out of town, which we'll get into here shortly, I mean, I, I don't yeah. know what the – the Nets should just blow it up entirely at this point. Trade away, straight away, anything you can get for all of them. Kyrie's done. He ain't going to stay there. He ain't going to play with them. Him and Steve Nash hate Yeah. Him.
1: I mean, <clears throat> Kyrie opted in. He wants to get traded. I think the Kevin Durant thing, it's like, there's some, it kind of went away for a little bit where it was like, he really want to get traded right away. Or like, where does this happen? And now it's just kind of happening. Like every couple of days you'll see a trade rumor. But the one I saw recently was about the Boston Celtics, which is really weird. Um, basically, they were just they were just in the NBA Finals, and they they think that possibly Kevin Durant can be the the piece that moves them forward. Um, they were they are I guess everybody's everybody's open to trade besides Jason Tatum, so that means Jalen Brown could be on the move to the Nets in a situation like this, which would be pretty fucking crazy in my opinion.
0: Oh, to me, uh, the problem is, is I don't know how far you can go with this trade. Tatum says, I don't want to play with KD, which it seems like to be the case, and I don't want to fuck my boys over. You know, I don't know how that's going to work. And KD doesn't take to hard coaching and a hard style of coaching. So I don't know how well yeah. they yeah. Do long-term. Because their coach, I forget his name off the top of my head, is a dog, and he expects a certain The Nets? Effort. Yeah, out of his players. Not the Nets, the Celtics.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> wow, I'm forgetting his name. He's got a he's got a cool name. Google it. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. And okay. I'm going to be pissed that I don't know it. Uh, Ime Udoka, there you go. Yeah, that's a tough name to remember. You're not going to necessarily yeah. <laughs> off the top of your head. That's okay. It's not NBA season. I'm not seasoned up.
0: Right, but it's still, it's one of these scenarios where you look at it and you're like, okay, well, and all of that being said, I don't think KD takes to that coaching style. I don't know. If I'm KD, I'm trying to find my way to Phoenix. And I'm doing a sign-in yeah. trade with DeAndre Ayton.
1: I think you that know. ship sailed, my friend. think so? Yeah, I think they tried really hard to make a deal happen, and they just weren't given what the, what the Nets wanted. That's the thing. The package that the Nets want is hefty. And you have to have a lot of ability and be able to trade – friendly contracts to them and take bad contracts from them it's just going to be a it's going to be a sketchy situation and the thing with the Suns is they don't have a lot of room in their cap to be moving around to get kd in there unless they get rid of a guy with a max contract which is what the nets are going to want to avoid in this scenario
0: Hmm. i don't know i feel like the nets like i said they just got to blow it up entirely They gotta blow it up one hundred percent.
1: I mean, if they get rid of KD, they're not winning shit, so they might as well just get rid of everybody else.
0: Get rid of everybody. Just restart it all. Because at the end of the day, the last time you had a team that was remotely competitive was when you had like Kenyon Martin and Matumbo and Jason Kidd and that whole Richard Jefferson. Richard
1: Jefferson (laughs) Christitch. See? I love those teams. Carrie Kittles was a dog on those teams. K- but K- they were K- also K- pretty good with the Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. It was, they were just past their primes. So. Yeah, that was
0: that was that was just like eh. It was just like here, here's two guys that played together for a long time on this side of the conference. Now we're gonna send them to this side of the conference.
1: It would be funny though, if the Celtics do an opposite of what they did to the Nets before where they give the Nets all of their assets to try to win, and then they don't win. And then the Nets and then the Celtics are in the gutter because the Nets took all their draft picks, just like they did when they got rid of Kevin Durant and Paul Pierce. Or not Kevin Durant and Paul Pierce, uh, Kevin Garnett.
0: Well, listen, to me, it's, it's one of these scenarios where, I mean, the Celtics went all in, Danny Ainge went all in, and... Time and time again, he'll prove to do that. But it's so difficult to, to He's do not that even now. even
1: there anymore, though.
0: I know, but I'm talking about back then. Danny Angel with the that, jazz yeah. now. You know, still no Donovan Mitchell news, which is still very interesting to me. I don't know. I feel like all this news comes out at once. It's going to be like a day, and it's
1: all just going to drop on its face. I heard the Sacramento Kings are interested in Donovan Mitchell, which would be so funny.
0: What's that gonna do?
1: What's that gonna accomplish? Nothing. That's why the the Kings are the most hilarious franchise to me. And I we t- we talked about this in like our first embrace debate where it was like the most like sad franchises. Sacramento Kings are up there.
0: <laughs> they Kings are, are there, up, and a little lot of...
1: bad for Kings fans.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Same thing with the Pelicans. Just a lost franchise, and people are like, they've only been around for a handful they? of years. They're terrible.
1: They went. They went. They went to the playoffs last year, and they get Zion back. Okay.
0: Year. That's Listen, all I'm saying. If the Pelicans win an NBA title in my lifetime, call me Utant, because it's not going to happen. I call you Utant? Utant. That's what I'm going to call you. He's a like, great – Like in he's a, 15 a, years Google when they're like it. the best team in the league. Google it. He's a great philosopher. It's but I'm I'm just saying, like, if that's the case, call me Utant. But it, it's not going to happen. So, yeah.
1: Not gonna happen. That on
0: that? And that's all I have to say about that. Oh, but Katie yes. to the Celtics, <laughs> I believe, is very unusual. I don't see that happening. I think Katie is going to go to a team that he doesn't necessarily want to be.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what's going to happen because only teams like that can offer them what they want to get it back. And, like, if they want so much and Katie wants to go win, that's just not a recipe. You know what I'm saying? So, Now he's just sitting in a situation where if the Nets want a lot and KD wants to go somewhere, that's a winner. He's going to get shipped to a place that's like a 7th, 6th seed that thinks he can take him over the hump, but it's going to be really fucking hard. How about the Bulls, man? Come on, let's make it happen. I thought about that for sure, but you run into the same issues. It's like, who do they trade?
0: Hmm. Yeah, true. I guess you could trade Lonzo.
1: It's gonna be yeah if if you can confirm that Lonzo Ball is healthy, it would be like Lonzo, and Kobe White and Pat Williams and probably six draft picks. Like I don't know if that's a good idea. I'm not gonna no lie.
0: probably a terrible idea. Honestly, yeah. I'm being, no, yeah, probably not a good idea. I mean, we don't need to get rid of six draft picks. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be very very interesting. I don't think he's going back to the Warriors either. I feel like they like Bye. their young
1: nucleus. I think it'd be funny if he got traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder. I would like to see that.
0: I would love to see it. I think it would be ideal. I've called it from the jump. If he goes back, he'd have a lot to prove. Good young core. Be kind of smart for him if he decides to go back and be a hero.
1: I just don't think the timelines match up as much as they want them to.
0: Yeah. No. True. Well, NBA talk, we got a long way to go. Now, NFLs, what I will say is that uh, we've got some – you know, training camp started. I don't know if anybody saw Aaron Rodgers today coming in, looking like fucking Nick Cage Nick and fucking Cage. Con Air. Did we see it? Like, he did it on purpose, too, which I thought was awesome.
1: That's your boy, man. Oh, boy, here we go. I just it's coming back, boy. It's oh,
0: boy, back. here we go. Here we go. Open Pandora. You just door. have to
1: walk on eggshells. That's all it is. You just can't. You just can't be out here like like giving them compliments and shit. And that's that's the only time I'm gonna it's do not it. Not a
0: compliment. It's, it's like. just true facts. Jesus. Oh God. I, I I should know what doors to open, and I opened said door, and here we yes, are. Yes, you did. Here we are. Well, no, do He did
1: look. A- he did look very like. He looked like he should be smoking like a pack of Newports, and then like. Verbally abusing passerbyers.
0: But if, you, if you're if you a 90s kid and you've ever seen the movie Con Air, that's who... Con Air. Yeah. It's, it's a good film.
1: That on, totally on purpose. He dressed up like him. Yeah. Of course he did. I
0: mean, it's not like you're going to go look like a chooch in public like that for no reason.
1: He would. Well, let's, be, let's call it Spade no, a Spade here. No,
0: no, no. You're probably right. He would. Because he does it <laughs> most of all occasions. He's so. a weirdo. <laughs> He's a little odd. I mean, hey, he's been engaged and almost married to, like, some of the most beautiful women on the
1: planet. And he's like, yeah, now I'm good. I think they're more like, yeah, no, I'm good. Actually, no, it's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole lot of money. And I mean, not to say that they don't make a whole lot of money,
0: but it's still kind of a fact of the matter. But, put it together. you know, Vince, we got some fantasy stuff coming up here soon, which we, I'm excited to talk about on the pod.
1: Yeah, Mike, uh, I had my first draft.
0: Oh, how'd that go? Was it was a I mean, dynasty draft, wasn't
1: it? A dynasty. Yeah. So I did a dynasty nice. draft. Um, I ended up taking Deshaun Watson. So wow, I my morals at the, wow, I my morals at the door. Wow, damn bad. Wow, listen, it's a, it's a, wow. it's a super flex league. Wow, with no kickers. So, and basically with the dynasty, everybody kept all the good quarterbacks. So the best quarterback on the board at the time that I got to pick was Deshaun Watson. Listen, and it's I was not like, that you know epic. what? What's that? Not a bad pick. Was Derek Carr still yeah. on the board? No. God, no. Oh, okay. No, and like Mahomes, like all of them were gone. Every good quarterback was gone. It was like TB12 got picked like number one. It was up to me, and I was like, okay, well, yeah, because it, again, it's a it's a two-quarterback league. Every You get paid out in five years, so I'm thinking he's going to work out eventually, um, but I did feel kind of bad for my morals when I drafted him. Oh, I'm not going to lie, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? Money's money, and I got to win it, so here we are.
0: Dollar, dollar, bill, y'all.
1: Dollar, dollar bill, bill y'all. Yeah. Oh. right, we just had an
0: a moment. Now, <laughs> who else did you draft And said draft? I know Chris Carson just retired. I mean, that's quite yes. big on NFL news, and I'm so happy he chose to do it because if I drafted that son of a bitch ever again, I was about to lose <laughs> my fucking mind. <laughs> Never do that um, for the record. Don't draft a Seahawks running back. It will blow up yeah. in your face. It's like it's landmine. Quite, a material. really a bad
1: idea every time. Landmine um, material. So, I got Nick Chubb, which is good. He was my he was my top piece, which was nice. Um Robert Woods, Pat Friermuth, freaking Josh Jacobs. I don't know. It's like it sucks cuz you hop into a dynasty league that's already been running for a bit. And then it's kind of just all the guys that people drop. So I'm kind of, I'm, I start off in a, in a net negative spot and I just kind of slowly start moving up. So we have our, we, we split it up into three. We had the, uh, the new additions draft or whatever. So we went in and picked all the players that the other guys dropped. Um, And then we had our free agents draft. So that's everybody in the league was in it. And then we're going to have our rookie draft with all the new rookies. So once that comes in, uh, we'll kind of see how it goes, but. Yeah, I'm really hoping on some, some weird guys that have good seasons this year. And hopefully Jerry Judy can come back and do what he was supposed to do last year.
0: You know, the whole five-year thing, I don't know if I got the patience for that, you know?
1: Five years? five it is long. years.
0: It's a long fucking time. It's like a relationship. I mean, God. I've been in a relationship for almost six, and it's like, do I get paid at the end of that? No. Oh
1: my God, you're signing up for a lot longer than a six-year commitment See? about a year and a half. See? <laughs> oh,
0: it's like five years for a fucking fantasy league. I mean, hey, I give you props. I give you props. This is why I, I, mean, I only mean, if, go I, one lose, year if
1: I lose the first four years by a lot, then the fifth year's not going to matter, you know?
0: <laughs> hey, just be ready for the draft next month. And we'll, we're going to go into, you know, our takes on this year's upcoming
1: draft. As fantasy gets closer. Again, if you're running a year-by-year league, don't do your draft until September or the end of August. Wait end until some August. guys get injured.
0: End of August, halfway through the preseason, if you're wise, right? Yeah. Because, you know, things happen. Guys, you know, for example, J.K. Dobbins last season tears his ACL. Poor thing. And, and then before you know it, you drafted him, you know, a week before, and now you're... Yeah f in the A, so screwed uh yeah either that or just whatever you do and whatever reason do not draft uh chris mccaffrey so
1: yeah part of me wanted to draft gronk just in case he comes back again
0: <laughs> that ain't gonna happen i don't think that's gonna happen if he does it's I like agree. a fun waiver wire thing yeah it's like a fun waiver wire thing although kevin rudolph did just sign with the bucks
1: i don't know kyle rudolph kevin rudolph sang let it rock with little wayne (laughs) sick poll, though
0: sick poll. like who are you gonna remember more when they're gone kevin or kyle rudolph
1: probably uh, probably kevin rudolph i'm not gonna lie (laughs) that guy slaps
0: that guy had a song that was just a banger for like days yeah, just absolute up. days. Just just went off. Now, I will say, someone else did sign with the Bucs today, Vince. Yes, sir. Julio.
1: Julio yes. Man. Um. And, and that, that was, was funny, too. During that draft, we were kind of talking like, oh, like, this kid drafted Julio. And I was like, he's a free agent. Like, what team is he going to be on? And then, like, five minutes later, he <laughs> he signs with the Bucs. They have a good receiving core. I, Julio Jones isn't what he used to be. That's like, there's no... There's no arguing that. Um I don't know, I like it for them. I think like Mike Evans when Godwin gets back, um he might be out for a couple weeks maybe. We'll see. Um you put Julio Jones in there, you got Kyle Rudolph, you got or not uh not Kyle Rudolph. Uh Cameron Brate. So like yeah, I mean that's a good that's a good receiving squad. You just hope they don't miss Gronk that much, and then TV-12's thrown it to him, so they're going to be all right. They're going to be quite all right.
0: <laughs> well, I think the biggest concern this team needs to worry about is the fact that Lenny Fournette comes back like 20 pounds overweight, you know, because yeah, that... He, at least it, he's
1: leaning into it.
0: Yeah, true. At least he's like, yeah, I'm a little fat, but I'll take the weight off. Hopefully that, that takes some time, right?
1: Yeah, he posted that, like, you know, that the, the picture of that big dude at the funeral or whatever, like... Crossing his arms in front of his uh, crotch. Yeah, I don't know. There's a meme, and then he and then he just like superimposed his face on the picture, and I was like, "This is perfect." <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, no, I mean, hey, I think Julio Jones on the Bucks kind of makes some sense. um I don't know how often he's going to be used. Probably going to be using like the the red zone packages slash like av yeah. packages that were kind of designed packages for him.
1: Um, I mean, when they get three wideouts on it, they're probably going to put Julio and Mike Evans on each corner and then throw Chris Godwin in the slot when they can. Right. And that's probably the best way to do it. Now, does
0: Julio have fantasy value? I don't think so. Me neither. had too much
1: ball to share, and he didn't, he didn't play well last year in Tennessee, so I don't really see that happening again this year.
0: Okay, and to kind of lean into that and to talk about, like, running back duos, do you think... Um, Oh man, why who's uh who's the Dylan? Isn't it AJ isn't it AJ Dylan on, on the Packers? On Green Bay, yep. Yep. And then uh what's what's his counterpart once Aaron again? Jones. Aaron Jones. Not Mike yeah. Jones. Aaron Jones. Who do you Mike think
1: Jones is, who do you think is
0: gonna be the better of the two this upcoming year? Because supposedly they're gonna be running the ball more often. So who do you think is gonna yeah. get more red zone touches when the push comes to
1: shove? Red zone touches. I feel like at least running the ball, it's going to be AJ Dillon, just because he's more of a brick house. The thing with Aaron Jones is he's really useful in the passing um, packages, and he's a good runner. I mean, we've seen like year after year, like he's put he puts up good numbers every single year. So there's no reason to believe that he's not going to be useful. I think the problem with Aaron Jones this year is going to be he's going to be really good one week and he's going to be nothing the next week, and that's always like kind of the biggest mind fucked in like uh in a fantasy section or a section of your brain basically where it's like do I start him because you know the week that you start him he's gonna suck and then the week that you sit him he's gonna score thirty for you so it's just it's like a it's like a shitty catch 22 every time you get there
0: so risk you take this it is a big yeah. risk that you do choose to take but I was just curious sometimes to you gotta <laughs> you know listen to the guys here that came in you know uh first and then that last and and one league and then another so
1: you know. It's all right. I came in third in my other. It's all right. Okay. We're okay. All right, hey,
0: we're 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 still here to support you I mean, we're not we're not all these guys on these T V shows, but who's to say? Who how do we know what they what they rank in their leagues? No one, no one knows.
1: And the thing is is after they do everything that they talk about, they're like, in in reality it's all crapshoot still. It's like you're right, fucking it is. <laughs> That's all it is.
0: It's like here's a guy that we think could do something this week. Well, I could have thought that too. Well, moving on.
1: it's like the classic it's like the classic scenario where it's like someone's wife joins and then they win it's like that's the whole point like you just pick who they suggest and then sometimes it works out for you
0: yeah either that or you're like some people i know who call their dad the entire fantasy draft and just ask him, like hey uh who should i take
1: but the thing is, is like, like even if they call their so dad, wrong. are you gonna say that you don't know more than their dad? Like it's not like their dad is like a fucking like senior football reporter for the NFL Network. Yeah,
0: I know, I know, dude. Trust me, I, I, I've, I've had this argument more than once. It's like, oh, well, what do you think about this guy? What do you think about this guy? Who's available? And then you know,
1: It's like who fucking knows?
0: Who so really knows? I told, uh, I told my buddy, I was like, hey, make sure you you call it dad's league. You know, this is daddy's team, right? <laughs> That's like, oh. This oh,
1: belongs to Daddy. This is Daddy's team.
0: That's Daddy's that should be the name of your team, Daddy's team. There you go. Oh, man. Well, at the end of the day, speaking of Daddy's team, speaking aka Daddy's. I mean, oh, boy. Well, Vince, we have for the first time
1: in mm-hmm.
0: a very, very, very long time. Bears Corner. Bears Corner. All right. How do you
1: do that, dude?
0: I don't know. I'm a big deal. You're so good at it. That's so wild.
1: I don't know how you do that.
0: Well, Vince, everyone's favorite mayor, aka Lori Lightfoot, um, has come up with a $2 billion package to give to the Bears to say, please stay in Chicago. Do I think yeah. this two-slash-billion-dollar package will come to fruition? My opinion is a big no. Now, what are your thoughts on this process? Because they're in talks creating, to give this more justification, a dome, and then not only that, shopping centers and all this happy-good shit. So that's yeah. what all the designs are. And they're going to try and keep it as original as possible.
1: Yeah. I like, um, I like the concept. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think Arlington Heights is just a, uh, it's just gonna happen. Um, but I, what I will say is, it looks really cool. Like, <laughs> if they could find a way to actually make it look like this and work out how you'd want it to, it's awesome. There's just needs to, uh, they need to do a lot to the stadium to make it look like that. Two point two billion, duh. You need to add a shit ton of seats. That's gonna be the biggest thing. It's a tiny stadium in comparison to a lot of. Um, other, you know, like, like if you look at the Rams or you look at the Las Vegas Raiders, it's just a whole different game. So they'd have to do a lot of work to do that. They have to figure out a better way to actually get to the stadium. That isn't just driving straight there. There's just a whole kit and caboodle that they're going to have to do before they're even ready to open something like this. It's going to take a really long time. Um, and then also, I don't think the city of Chicago is going to put much, much money into it. I think this is just a last 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 ditch ditch effort effort before they ditch on it.
0: Right, which kind of leads back into the thought process of the NFL, if you're to host a Super Bowl, wants you to have 70,000 of capabilities of capacity, okay? You need to. You need it. You're going to have to have it. Now, with all of that being said, I believe that Capacity will be a big thing, and I don't believe that in one stage or another that they're going to be able to create that with the existing infrastructure of Soldier Field.
1: You need 9,000 more seats. Hmm. That's crazy.
0: It's a lot of seats. Just
1: to get to 70, just get to the bottom.
0: A lot of seats. I mean, you know Where are you going to put
1: them? <laughs> That's I don't what know. My I don't question. know where you're going to
0: put 9,000 more seats, but they'll try and figure it out. I guess you just built up, but that creates more fun. Now, granted, this Soldier Field would be, I, I don't know. I don't know. It would be a lot. The, the
1: dome state. is needed. The dome is so needed, though.
0: Dome is needed because then concerts and all the rest of this shit. But people all,
1: get so people get so butthurt. They're like, what about snow football? Why isn't they going to snow football? It's like, dude, it's fun. Sure. For like five minutes. And then you realize that they can't really do anything. And it's just a sloppy ass way to play a game. In my opinion, at least. Like, I do. What, I get it. You know what? Fun.
0: Sometimes like, sloppy is fun, you know?
1: I agree. I agree. But I'd much rather see a proper game kid being chill. played than. Kid chill.
0: Anyway, yeah. what I will say sometimes... <laughs> about all of this, all right. It took is, me a second. Is that, is that.
1: I was going on a rant, dude. You can't just do that to me.
0: <laughs> what it's about snow sh- football? It's sloppy, baby. It, sometimes <laughs> it's got to be sloppy, you know? And, <laughs> and, 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 yeah. And I mean, listen, snow football as a, as a, you know, Midwestern loyalist, you know, of course, football, cold, frozen tundra is what you yeah. assimilate football to from a young age. Now, with all of that being said, I will agree to say that who gives a fuck anymore? No one cares. The longer I live in this state, the more and more I'm just like, I don't care about the weather anymore. I'm sick of the fucking snow. Get me out <laughs> of Dodge. I'm ready. I'm ready, okay? I'm ready. I'm ready to sit in a nice heated stadium and watch the boys play some football. You know what I'm saying? I agree.
1: You know? And but either way, either this happens or the other thing happens, both both ways they're getting a roof anyway. So that's not even an argument for people to have anymore.
0: Oh, listen. It's going to Arlington Heights. Now there are some new statements coming out from local government saying that they will not help support this function for the Chicago Bears from a taxpayer level yep. yep. your thoughts on that do you think the bears i don't i don't think they have the money to support it so what do they do you
1: yeah. know i mean it's got to be a, it's got to be a ridiculous investment i'm sure you're going to get other people to come in like private investors for like all the outside hotel food all that shit. um the city of chicago usually will never put any money into any of these things I don't know why they wouldn't. That would be like such a, it would improve the city like tenfold. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, like the Bears are a big enough organization where they're going to be able to get the money some way or another. I think they just want it to be given to them rather than loaned to them. So that's going to be the biggest thing. But even so, the amount of money they're going to make back on doing something like this is going to be tenfold. So it does. I don't think it should matter to anybody anyway. You're going to get your money back.
0: Does it go back to my theory that the Bears are going to sell the franchise?
1: I mean, they're going to have to soon. The cl- the clock's ticking.
0: Boom. So, think about it. It's perfect succession. It's, okay, taxpayers aren't going to pay for the stadium. We can't afford the stadium. You know who can't afford the stadium? Churchill Downs. Goes back to the original thought process. Bears sell Churchill Downs. First writer.
1: More to Steve Cohen.
0: That? No, 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 no. Who owns that damn park? Churchill Downs.
1: What, Churchill Downs? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I'm just They're saying have the first just refusal. has
0: billions of dollars. Well, sure. But first right of refusal, it's going to go to Churchill Downs. Churchill Downs will go, yeah, we want all that gambling money. Let's go. For sure. We yeah, will finance the fucking piss out of that. And now we maybe get some ownership that gives a fuck and understands about football and slash winning. Uh, but yeah. time will tell about all that. Time will tell about all that. But in your opinion, though, to hammer home the fact Bears are definitely not staying in Chicago long term. No. No. No.
1: It just doesn't make sense anymore, which is a shame. I I, I mean, it's just like you wish you could have both worlds, really. Like I wish you can go to Chicago and go to a Bears game and have all the cool shit that's going to be around the stadium, but in reality, you got to pick one or the other, and they're going to want to pick the money money grab. It's off the train, it's accessible. Is it great? No, but is it doable? Yeah. I mean, well, they're, just, they're not leaving it. So.
0: How do how are we going to say it's greater or if it isn't? Are you kidding? It's going to be an entertainment district in itself. From the city, you get there in a matter of forty five minutes. I mean, and you hop right on the train when you're done. All sorts of shit, God, and you walk home when you're done. I mean, it's great.
1: Yeah, no, there's, yeah, there's, this is a first world problem if I've ever seen one.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is 100% a first world problem. It doesn't matter where they play. I mean, think about it, how many teams, oh, with Pittsburgh Steelers, the Pittsburgh Steelers really playing Pittsburgh. You know, a lot of these teams. Yeah, even the Giants
1: yeah. and the Jets, all of them, it's always that.
0: Right, so it doesn't matter. None of it matters. It's just all about the money. about that paper, homie. Now, that's facts. speaking of that paper, the Bears actually invested in our offensive line today. Yes. And I can't believe it. Yes, did. I can't believe it.
1: It's that Poles guy. It's that Poles guy, man. He's just I getting mean, dudes in. They're like, Riley oh, you're an Lee? offensive lineman. I'm ready to go.
0: I like the signing. I mean, granted, he's 33 years old, so another aging offensive lineman. But he's a former first round draft pick. So... Yeah,
1: you get some veterans in. I like it. I mean, like. We're going to say this until you're sick of hearing it this year. The Bears aren't going to compete that much this year. If they do, yeah. it'll be a nice little surprise. But they're not here to compete. You get some guys with a little bit, maybe in the tail end of their career, maybe they can get a couple good years in, teach a couple guys a good thing, maybe protect Justin Fields to get them going a little bit. That's what the biggest the biggest thing is there get some veterans in their locker room into the into the film room let them see what's going on let them help guys out and maybe help Justin Fields in the process that's really the the way they're looking at it in my opinion
0: I believe you're correct. I mean, hey, it's nice to see Rod Marinelli back in the building because he is. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy just kind of coming in. I think he's like an assistant coach or some sort of a coach for the Bears in some capacity yep. again, which is great to see because he got the most out of those defenses back in the day with Peppers Erlach, and, and Briggs and all those guys. So it's great to see now what's going to be the product on the field. Time will tell. Rokon Smith, though, reportedly was going to hold out. Same thing with Robert Quinn, but they were all there yep. today. So, everybody was at Dallas Hall. So, looks like everybody's here. Good. All hands on
1: deck. Resign the guy. He's the best player on the damn team. Resign him.
0: Oh, Broquan needs to be resigned.
1: 100%. He's, like, by far the best player on the team, too. He's
0: arguably one of the best linebackers slash middle linebackers in all of the NFL, in my opinion,
1: right now. Yeah. I would say he's top three.
0: Yeah. I'd say top three. Easy. I mean, dude's a freak. Dude's an absolute freak. Now getting better. Time will tell, you know, with those Bears offense. You know, it's it's very up in the air right now. Uh, but it's time goes, do you have down, a little bit of hope? Of course, I mean, as Bears fan, I have a little fans, bit of hope. hope. You have hope, but they're they're not going to win anything,
1: right? But it's like a new new regime here, new offense. Like it's nice and fresh. And I know we do this over and over again. And it's like the definition of insanity. But I feel like maybe. Maybe we can unlock something here with Fields. Maybe we can start something positive for the first time ever. It's not likely, but I have a little bit of hope. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Hmm. Well, as uh, JP would say in Angels in the Outfield, it could happen. Right, it could happen. That's it. it could happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Vincent, you're taking a minute to catch on to these references today. I know.
1: Anyway, I don't know anyway, I
0: mean. it could happen. Well, I'm just yeah. like
1: I thought you were going to keep going. No, that's <laughs> all.
0: That's happen. all I got. It could happen.
1: That's the old. That's the whole quote. <laughs> He's it the only happen. one that's ever said that.
0: <laughs> it could happen, but I highly doubt it ever happens. Uh, honestly, it's all going to depend on the quarterback player, Justin Fields. A lot of people, like guys like Colin Coward, say that that's never going to happen. So time will tell. Time will tell now.
1: Time will tell. Shout out can... Colin Coward. We love oh,
0: him here. Oh, oh yeah. Vince's favorite guy. And that was sarcasm. We, you know who we do love? Fan of the show. Who? Friend of the show. Joyce Taylor. I mean, hey, if we could get Joyce Taylor on the show any day. Uh, yeah. we, we would make that. there. We, we would make that happen. Shout out Joyce Taylor. Um, but with all that being said, Vince, um, baseball right now, things are getting pretty hot and thick as we stated earlier in the show. You know, taxi squad was at the White Sox ballpark on Friday night. Not a good outcome, Indeed. but at the end of the day, we're still here. We're still moving. We're still kicking.
1: Still dogs. Now,
0: still getting dogs, still getting a couple brewskis, Mike Brugaslowski's, but we're still here. But we're going into football and baseball talk right now. Trade deadline is rapidly approaching. Vince, mm. what are your thoughts on this topic?
1: It's a, it's a toasty time in the MLB right now, bud. Um, obviously, the big name's Juan Soto right now. Um, and we'll we'll go into that in the length in just a moment. Um, we heard some Otani talk, too. The Angels are not trading Shohei Otani this year. It's just not happening. I mean, you're basically trading two All-Stars in, in one guy, which is crazy. They're not going to trade him. They might trade him in the offseason, but the biggest thing to think about when it comes to Shohei Otani over anything is like he will make that money back very quickly and just jersey sales international jersey sales is such a big thing so i think they're going to take all that new account before they go and let, a, let go of a guy like that um he's got two years left on his deal i believe so you can have him for a little bit longer if you're the angels but i don't think he's leaving Juan Soto, on the other hand they're going to get rid of him at some point point. it's just going to take a little bit of time but really besides those two though this is before anything it's like There's little guys here and there. Michael Conforto's still in free agency, but there isn't a lot of, like, this guy's got to move, this guy's got to move situations.
0: Well, listen, so Shohei, to to get on this topic, Shohei is too valuable, as you just stated, as an asset to this team than anything for international jersey sales, jersey sales in the States, all that good stuff. Now, with that also being said, okay, how the angels have built two of the best players in the MLB and are not competing for anything. (laughs) is just fascinating to me. Like it's funny. They have arguably two of the best players in all of baseball and they're not competing. It
1: has become funny. It's like, dude, you'll see, and this is like a thing on Twitter all the time, but you'll see like Mike Trout goes four for five with two home runs. Shohei Otani pitches seven with like, Nowhere one runs in 10 Ks with a home run himself. And then the angels lost by six. <laughs> it's like, it happens every single time they play. I don't know how they do it. I don't know. They put ridiculous money in a bunch of guys and they can't pitch for shit. So it's just kind of like, it's like a revolving door of just insanely good players around a bunch of middling to bad guys.
0: So it's a revolving door of shit. It's a shit mm-hmm. revolver. I like yeah, it.
1: but then if you if you go into the shit a little bit, you'll find this big block of gold.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. You find a big block of gold in the poo. Now, with yeah, all of that, you got it.
1: You got to take the shit with it.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why I believe. Like right now, Shohei his his trade value is going to be the highest it is. Same thing with Trout. Like, is it out of bounds that maybe you move both of them, or do you think Trout's just an angel for the rest of his career? I mean, that fucking contract.
1: Oh, my God. I I mean, granted, anybody would want Mike Trout, but that is a huge contract. Like, at least Shohei's is expiring so they can get rid of him and be cool with it. But they have Mike Trout locked down for, like, 10-plus years maybe right now. So, (laughs) I don't know about that. But I don't think Mike Trout leaves. No. I I think think he's he's just going to stay on the Angels forever and never win. And it's just going to be a shame.
0: Which is so sad. Which is so, so sad. You know? It's – you know in my opinion right now it's it's getting it's getting pretty bad for that team but i don't know shohei to me i don't know how much more value he has for you in the years to come but it's just absolutely uh just a perplexing thing that they have you have know, a
1: cy young type pitcher and an mvp type hitter it's ridiculous
0: and then to <laughs> stack him ridiculous. with rendon and mike trout and i don't know how
1: they're not Rendon competing. might be the worst contract in the mlb though oh yeah he got paid a bag yeah, and he was not much he absolutely tanked. He won with the Nationals, got paid a bag, and he just—he's just pretty bad now <laughs> in comparison to his contract. Interesting.
0: Yeah, no, didn't been, been bad. Almost as bad as the Adam Dunn signing. Anyway, um, not to bring up old wounds, but to continue, Juan to go to Juan, um, because um, it takes Juan. To know one.
1: To know Juan.
0: To know. Now, Juan, okay, is getting ready to be moved. <laughs> Juan's getting ready to be moved out of time. Um, yes. And a lot of people are saying he's going to the Yankees. A lot of people are saying he's going to the Padres. A lot of people said maybe St. Louis is a play. Maybe the Mets are in play. L.A. Maybe even L.A. I mean, Dodgers hey, are Dodgers are always in. They're always down to spend the money. I mean, Vince, what are, what are we thinking right now?
1: Monsoto is a interesting thing because he could he could get he could get traded right now for sure. Um sources are saying the word on the street is that he they're in preliminary talks now with a ton of different trade packages. Everybody wants this guy. He's a 23-year-old slugging uh lefty hitter that can hit absolute bombs and his OBP is out of note, like insane. Like he you don't have a guy on your team besides a couple people in the MLB. Like, the Angels have two guys that are better than him, and then like most teams have none, um, that will be better than Juan Soto. If you trade a prospect, you're not going to have a prospect that's better than Juan Soto, if you really think about it, how prospects turn out. It's very, 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 very slim. You'll have a prospect better than uh, Juan Soto. So people want to pay for him, and it's going to be a bag. But I think the biggest thing that people aren't really talking about Cause like you don't really have to re-sign Juan Soto, but they're going to want to get rid of a big contract too. And that's going to be the biggest thing. And it's probably going to be Patrick Corbin who has a massive contract as a starter and he just isn't, he isn't it anymore. Um, So you're going to, you're going to have a team that's getting one really highly paid guy and Juan Soto, who's going to get a lot of money in arbitration and he's going to want to get re-signed by the team he goes to. So Putting that all in perspective, you're got, you are got to take a lot of teams that you want to get him out of the equation because they're not going to want to pay Patrick Corbin what they're paying him. But, I mean, if if it were me, I am going to try my hardest to get Juan Soto no matter what.
0: <laughs> hmm. Well, it's funny to say you bring up aging ch- contracts. People are trying to get rid of them because, I mean, granted, they need to free up the cap space in order to pay this guy long term. Now, my whole thing is, do you think he's a rental Or do you believe he's going to be more along the lines of something where wherever he does go, he will have some say. Say, I want to be there long-term. Because the the biggest risk you run is, okay, you trade for this guy, and then he decides this offseason he wants to play the market. Then you're really fucked.
1: It would be be next, but yeah. He's going to be a rental. It's like, unless he goes to a team he really wants to be on, like... The, the teams have to kind of operate like he might not re-sign with us, which is going to be a problem because you're leveraging your entire future on Then what, two years, one and a half years right now. Right, like that's, it, that's a rough way to look at it.
0: Then is it worth all that? Then is it worth all of this, get rid of every prospect you have and all this good shit to go get him, and then eventually he's gone, right? In my so opinion,
1: it's like it's only worth it if you're one of those top flight teams.
0: So is it worth it for and the Yankees? The things- is it worth it for St. Louis? Is it worth it for all these guys? Because if you're St. It Louis. Would be worth
1: think- it for, it yeah. would be worth it for New York, yeah. But it would also cost a lot. <laughs> like, so would they want to get rid of a lot of guys like that? But totally, it'd be worth it for New York. Would it be worth it for like, Kansas City, for instance, absolutely not. Like, would it be kind of worth it for at. the
0: Cardinals? Would it be worth it for St. Louis? Do you think in your eyes? I mean you I trade say a guy like Card- for that division. Like Dylan Carlson, like these young emerging stars on your team. Is it worth to get rid of some of these guys?
1: Right. And then if he doesn't resign, then you better win in that two-year window or it's going to be a big problem. The I mean, thing is, mean- if he does resign, then you have Juan Soto for a really long fucking time. And he's still so young. And people forget about that because he's been in the league for so long. He's such a young guy right now.
0: Like, listen, if he went to the Cardinals, I feel like that's like a great spot for him because Cardinals have the they have the scouting team. They have the whole thing. They have all the prospects you could want. And then not only that, but young emerging stars like a Dylan Carson Carlson. Like of course, they team. run a good building. Oh yeah. They, they run always a great- have. So, you know, not only that, you got guys like Yachty and Pool still there to kind of look at you and go, yeah, you may want to stay here long term. I don't know. Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, in I mean,
1: Arenado, you come up and you're playing with Arenado. Arenado gets a little bit older. Juan Soto kind of takes the reins and just beats out. I like it. I mean, Juan But Soto, again, you're going to need him to have to re-sign, and you're going to have to pay him over that 35 average annual value. It's going to happen. You have you're to You're
0: a GM it. of one of these teams, okay, hypothetically, Allegedly. Are you pulling the trigger on this trade? Are you mortgaging your entire future for this guy as a potential rental?
1: If you're one or close to one in your division, yeah. If you're not, then don't do it. Because if he doesn't resign with you, you are fucked. Because it's not going to be, you know, one major league guy, two prospects. We're talking four or five prospects, maybe two major league guys, and prospects like as in top 30, top 50 prospects, maybe one top 10 guy. They're going to want a lot for him. And they do deserve so because he's such a powerful asset. But baseball, as we all know, is not a one person game. Again, he's on the Nationals right now. And even Josh Bell's having a good year, and the Nationals are absolute horseshit. So. You got to be a team that you're like. Listen, if we get Juan Soto, this could be the difference between losing in the ALDS and winning the World Series. You know, he's got to be that guy that's gonna that's gonna move you to the next level. Or well, listen, we if he plays on four, the Yankees, now we're gonna win in seven.
0: To me, though, the Yankees are like 100% at lock to win the World, World Series if he's on Yeah, this, this year
1: for sure, which would be. A shame. But then
0: again, they did drop two the ass blows on Saturday.
1: Oh, okay. no. Hey, right. sneaky ass team. I mean, I know they're not sneaky because they've been good for a long time. But like, if we're looking at a seven game series, I wouldn't be super, super confident in the Yankees given their playoffs in the last couple of years. You know, I don't, I don't think it's as wide as it looks right now in in the standings.
0: Time will tell. I think Houston will always be right there. And that's the that scary so thing. They, they just don't. The worst. They just reload. They reload. Right. Yeah. And speaking of reloading, um, right now, uh, the Cubs are in the middle of, you know, going into a full-blown rebuild.
1: Offloading, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're offloading.
0: Um, And with all that being said, Wilson, Contreras is on the market. Ian Happ is on the market. If you had to pick two trade destinations for where they're going, what are your thoughts?
1: Ooh. Yeah. They, uh, they had their last home game today and, uh, they had a nice hug in the dugout. Like if, if, I mean, even if just one of them goes, it's probably going to be Contreras. Um, but, this is a, it's not similar to Juan Soto because the, the talent level is just completely different. 100%. Oh, yeah. The the thing, I mean, we're not
0: comparing this, to Juan Soto.
1: Right, but I think my what I'm kind of comparing it to is, like, Wilson Contreras is one of the best players at his position, and there's no doubt about it. He can hit well. He's got a cannon. He's a, He's great at calling games. Any team, most teams need a catcher. And it's just out there. Like there's, there's not a lot of really, really good hitting catchers that are also incredible in the field. That's just a known commodity. It's never been that way. Wilson Contreras can go to a lot of teams and make a big difference. And we just talked about one that he could. And I really don't want to see this happen. But if, if Wilson Contreras were were to go to Houston,
0: oh, I know they like the guy back
1: there, but but he can't hit. And we saw that in the Sox series last year. We saw it in the World Series last year. He's there just to be a defensive, I'm going to call the game, I'm going to do my job behind the plate, and I'm going to go up and try to take a hack. If they put Wilson Gutierrez in there, that is terrifying. <laughs> so if I were the Houston Astros, I'd be trying pretty hard to get Wilson Gutierrez because that's kind of the one position that you don't have right now that would kind of put you over the top.
0: Other honorable mentions of teams would be teams like the Rays, the Mets, and the Guardians. Mm-hmm. So to, to see that. In Cleveland. <laughs> oh, if Cleveland got him, that's trouble for us big time. Yeah. Um, but I do believe that he does have the ability to continue to move forward in his career and just be an absolute beast. I mean, clock down to second at 97. Um, just one of the most absolute rocket arms of all of professional baseball. Not only that, can he's hit for dog. average, hit for power, just an absolute defensive anomaly. I mean, yeah. uh, he's who you want, bottom line. Um, but to see where this is going to go, I guess it's all going to depend on the package. I'm assuming the Cubs are just going to want young, young talent in order to build off of. Uh, because that seems to be the next step. Uh, Chris Morrell seems to be on his way to be the next guy for
1: them. He's so good, man.
0: He's a stud. He really is impressive. And then, you know, the stupidest thing I think the Cubs ever did was signing Jason Hayward for the contract that they did.
1: Just hey, they see. won one, so you can't hate that bad.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know, Cubby Vince over here will always defend his team and you know, he lives three <laughs> blocks away and, That's you know, a
1: thing. It, That's good. the thing with any team though. It's similar to the whole the Patrick Corbin contract and stuff. Like the Washington Nationals won, so you can't hate on them that bad. If you yeah, didn't point. If you're looking at if you're looking at like a team, and I know Bryce Harper didn't win it with the team, but if you're looking at a team that has Juan Soto, Bryce Harper, Strasburg, Scherzer, all the Anthony Rendon, all these motherfuckers, Trey Turner, all those dudes, and they didn't win, that would have been embarrassing. So it's real good that they ended up winning one. That's all I'm going to say.
0: No, oh yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. I'm just going with the flow here. Going well. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going, saying it as yeah, it is. Yeah, no, but listen, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying it as it is. You know, you open the door, I'll open the door, too. You know, just saying. You know, I, I remember these things. Abs I remember close, these sweetheart. and flows. So, Vince, right now, back to the Yankee talk. Um, They have two of the most prolific home run hitters in the league. One is yep. someone with an epic mustache, 70s porn mustache, and then the other is just <laughs> an absolute fucking unit. So, yeah. who of the two are going to be the better of the home run hitter in twenty twenty
1: two? Mike Matt Carpenter is not better than Aaron Judge. I'm just saying he's
0: on pace to hit sixty eight. Vince, you're all over Aaron Judge's balls <laughs> over Carpenter's
1: here. Like, how many home runs does Matt Carpenter have this year? Honestly,
0: it's impressive how many home runs this guy has this year. He's I, literally I on sixty eight. He's, for having, 68.
1: he's 30, had a really, seven. really good season. He's having a really good season, but Matt Carpenter has 14 home runs this year. He's not hitting fucking 62 home runs the rest of the year. <laughs> Whatever. It's man? not happening. 42, Aaron yeah. Judge is thirty-eight. He's on pace to hit sixty two, which would be the Yankees record. I Honestly. think he could do it. I think it's gonna happen. No way. He hit a home run again today. It's like what the fuck? It's like when is he gonna stop? I don't know. You yeah. know, I was watching that game
0: before we started the pop. Mets yeah, we got the we got a crosstown series going on out there.
1: Yeah. You know, no, like, yeah, that's, I mean it's cool. Yeah. It is cool to see New York, um, New York baseball, to kind of like, be sent up now. Like it's like it's it's cool to see them both good. The Subway Series is fun again. I do like seeing that, even though I don't care for the Yankees much at all.
0: No, I don't like the Yankees whatsoever. Just like how we don't like the Cubs. But still, I mean, right now, to me, I don't think he'll get to sixty two. Yeah. Uh, but time will tell. It would Be cool if he did. It'd be great. It'd be a great, great story. Be a wonderful mm-hmm. story. But, you know. We're not going to spend too much time in the Yankees right now, um, because we got the White Sox stock talk about things, You know, yes, I mean, we got some theories going on here with, uh, you know, the trade deadline. The White Sox definitely need um, some some help here. Um, now, I know we definitely need a left-handed power bat. I don't think that person's going to be Juan Soto at all. Uh, we definitely need some you help. You see with the, the bowl trades. Bet.
1: Supposedly they gave him an offer. I just don't think it's going to be even close to what the... the what
0: are you going, going to give him? You, you're going to have to give him every prospect you have.
1: you got to give him Colson Montgomery, Colas, all those prospects, and then you're going to also have to give him like Andrew Vaughn and maybe some other guy. Like Eloy, Andrew Vaughn, Colas, Montgomery, and probably two other prospects. No <laughs> way is you that worth any
0: of that. Is, uh, no. no, it's not worth any of that. Although, and
1: even so, they probably wouldn't accept it. <laughs> so, there you are.
0: Yeah, listen, in my eyes, um, I am not a fan of what the White Sox have become, because it's just an average team, bottom line, and you're in the worst division in baseball, and we're not even going to get into this whole round of bullshit ever again, but at the end of the day, I don't know how Juan Soto just cures all your ailments. He doesn't. You just don't have the prospects anymore.
1: I feel like the White Sox are probably going to do something like a Michael Conforto signing since he is a free agent right now. It makes a lot more sense for them to do something like that. A guy that's not great on the on-base percentage or the average, but he does have some pop in his bat and he plays an okay right field. That's kind of going to be the more, I feel like, applicable situation for him. Um, and then they said they're looking for more bullpen guys. It's like all we've spent our money on in the last three years has been bullpen. So and I don't want to trade for another Craig Kimbrell and get screwed by it. So it's kind of just concerning now. I kind of almost want to make sure that they don't make any moves and just like try to beast it out with the team you have. you got a good team, and they're not playing well. So let's figure that out before you start adding dudes and trading more prospects.
0: Would a Jazz Chilsum be of interest to you?
1: The Miami Marlins said everybody's available besides Sandy Alcantara or Alc- Alcantara or whatever you're going to call him. So he would be open. This is a similar situation. They're not going to require as many prospects, but he is a young all-star. So it is going to require a little bit of something. I would love to see him in second base. Second base has been an ailing situation for basically forever. <laughs> so I would like to see him here. What Do I see it happening? No, I don't think he's getting traded, even though everybody's supposedly available. But I would certainly love a little jazz chisel on the south side. What would it take to get him? Pro, I mean, if probably at least three prospects, and I would say guys. The thing is, say is, they don't Eloy have a lot of top prospects.
0: Eloy, and then that kid that you drafted, who's raking right now,
1: Colson Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. It was, I don't even it know if that would do it. They would probably want another relief pitcher or starting guy that's in the minors as well. So
0: yeah, it's getting pretty grim. Just whatever you do, don't don't get rid of Fernando Tatis Jr. again, ever, ever. <laughs> Anybody with the last name of Tatis, if you decide to uh, sell them, uh, I'm done. If, if that mean, happens, the Padres
1: a aren't much missing them this year, which is really well. Well, imagine
0: when he comes back; they're um, yeah. they're going to be twice as good. So,
1: yep. Just as long as they can get past the Dodgers, that's all they're looking for right now.
0: Oh, with Fernando Tatis Jr., they'll get past the Dodgers. There's no doubt. about No,
1: the Dodgers are pretty fucking good. Don't you dare forget about that. I'm not
0: saying that they're not good. I'm just saying just the team with. Fernando Tatis Jr. as opposed to a team without him, it's pretty impressive. But, you know, what has a team with
1: Mookie Betts, though,
0: (laughs) who has looked like a young Fernando Tatis Jr. as of late, Vince, is Moncada. I mean, he is starting to kind of heat up here.
1: Yeah, we have uh, we've had our fair share of hate on him because Moncada's had a really slow start of the year this year. Um, so a little bit of shine is deserved here, and Yoan Mankata's hitting 429 with runners in scoring position since May 29th, and that's always been an ailing piece of the White Sox offense. Is what are we going to do with runners in scoring position? So more than anything, I just want to say thank you, sir, for finally beasting up and starting to get your shit going. And I hope he can keep it going because I really, I I know he's not like a prospect anymore. He's been in the MLB for so long, but I want him to work out. I want him to be good, and it would be nice if he can just keep this shit going.
0: I feel, you know, I made this comparison on Friday night. I feel like. Yoan Mankata is the White Sox equivalent of Jay Cutler. No matter how long he's been on the team, you just want him to be great again or yeah. what he was supposed to be for you. And he is basically Jay Cutler of the Chicago White Sox. So there's going to be days I mean, where yeah, he louses
1: uh, right? He was one of the best players in the league a couple years ago. And that, was, that was the biggest thing. So it's like, now we had some expectations, and then he just decided nah, not anymore. <laughs> There's <laughs> so,
0: going to be times he wows you. There's going to be month stretches where you're like, wow, that guy's the best. He's the shit. And then he just does yeah. nothing and doesn't show up when it means the most. Yeah. So definitely something that I believe will um, be something to monitor as we move forward. You know, the socks hopefully- right now.
1: Quick thing, Sox are 500, finally. It's taking a long time. The division is not out of reach. If the guys start playing well, if the bullpen starts coming in, if Giolito figures out his shit, they could be a playoff team. We could change our tune really quick. So I'm hoping for that as a hopeful optimist, but also realist in most scenarios. But I would like to see them, you know, beast up a bit, take the division in the final stretch here. And you know, maybe make some noise in the playoffs. That would be fun. Let the south side have a little bit of fun. Not gonna happen. But I'm still
0: loving your <laughs> optimism, and I and I love the way you think about things.
1: And it's I possible. That. That's the biggest thing.
0: It could happen, as JP from Angels in the Outfield would say. Um, <laughs> but with all that, I mean, hey, the work. That's what we're rolling with, and and beasting is the moment. Now, Vince, mm-hmm. we did miss a segment this week that we will pick up again next week. I yes. feel like we're gonna have to get a little bit more energized for that moment. And then we ran that,
1: pretty long today, Mike. We
0: did. I mean, God, I looked down. I'm like, holy shit, we're running in we're an hour. Embrace some
1: debate and we're like, hey, let's pocket that shit because we're already an hour seventeen in. Let's I let's mean,
0: go. we riffed tonight and we didn't think we were gonna have enough content, and that's never the case. So as, as always, um, thank you for tuning in. It's another week with Tax Squad Boys. Next week we're taking it on the road right? You know, rolling down the highway as Michael McDonald and the Doobie Boys would say. Um, yep. So, as all that would would, <laughs> as all that would be said, and uh, got a long way to go, and uh, we, we, we look forward to bringing back next week, and as always, we'll be here. You know, Texas Squad Thursdays is the play. So, Vince, as always, great seeing you, and then for all of our listeners out there, you know the drill, like, follow, rate it, do it. Whatever you got to do. Tune in. Comment. Whatever it is. We thank you. We'll be back next week.
1: Peace.